Parenting is work, like a lot of work, and it can be easy to feel like no one understands. Well, as a mom of four, including two newborn twins, <laughs> I'm here to tell you that at the end of the day, we're all figuring it out as we go. You are not alone. I'm Summer Shepherd, and this is, no, seriously, how do I do this? We are gonna have so much fun today. This is a conversation that is gonna bring you back, back to the beginning to where it all started. If you're a parent, then at some point you became a parent for the first time. Maybe you're pregnant and you haven't quite experienced that transition yet, but if you have even one child, then you've been there, you've done that, and you know how it was. Those sleepless nights, totally made up for by all of the cute little baby snuggles. Well, we are gonna be chatting with Dave Fry of Sidewalk Profits who just became a daddy for the first time. And I am so excited because living vicariously through people who are in that stage for the first time, you feel that excitement all over again. You feel the questions, you feel the struggle, you feel exhausted, baby. Even just talking about it, I'm yawning over here. <laughs> but there's something about the wonder that lights up a new parent's eyes. And so Dave is gonna be sharing with us on that journey so sit back, relax, enjoy, and maybe you're just glad it's not you, <laughs> or maybe you are going to live vicariously through Dave. Oh, well, Dave, thank you so much for being here. Welcome. But first, congratulations. You thank are you. you are a new daddy, and uh, your, your little boy, William, yes? Yes, William James, yep. Oh, how does that feel? Uh, it, it's, it's still a bit surreal, but also feels like it's been eternity, uh, that we've had him with us. He's, uh, two months and two days old and he just got his, he just got his, uh, um, shots, his, uh, vaccines and, uh, no, I, I, th I don't think anybody prepared me for the, what happens after the shot. Like I thought the shot was the hardest part, but it's the, it's like he gets a little whimpery because it's moving through a system. And like, that was the hardest part by far. And, and, uh, and so I, my mom's like, oh yeah, that happens. And I was like, what? Nobody told me about this. So you just want to take that pain away from him. But, uh, but yesterday he slept really well and, uh, had a big old smile on his face, uh, today. And, and man, yeah, it's been such an incredible, incredible couple months. It really, has. But I remember those vaccines. Yeah. Man. It's like, you know what? You need to sedate me because I'm the one who's getting emotional watching exactly. my baby get poked. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Totally. Whenever I could send my husband, I would. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was in charge of the, it. he did, a, he was a breech birth. So his, his feet were actually above his head when he was born. And so the doctor wanted us to do sonograms to make sure his hips were okay. And they were fine, but they were pulling down on his little leg and he doesn't like that. So that was daddy's job. Like I was the one that had to pull down on his little leg. I'm like, I promise I'm not trying to hurt you, buddy, but they just need pictures. And then, and then, so I was like, you have to take him to do the vaccines. I mean, we went together, but your whole holding him when they're doing it. So we, 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 we've been trading off those, those hard things, you know, it's great. Teamwork. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I, I love that partnership. That's absolutely the most important thing. Teamwork for sure. <laughs> so this is your first child, but growing yeah. up, were you around kids a lot? What, do you have siblings? What's that picture look like? Yeah, I have, I have a little brother um, who's named Daniel. He's about five years younger than me. So uh, it was a, you know, a, a pretty good gap. And, and uh, I loved, uh, I love my little brother. He's my best friend still. And, and uh, outside of my wife, Harmony, but uh, uh, you know, he, he just, 
it was it was fun growing up uh, growing up with a little bro and he got into a lot of issues man like he he would pull things down on top of him and he would jump into the pool without his floaties and like i literally like saved his life quite a bit uh but uh, uh but i also was and i was also a babysitter uh growing up which is a rare thing for a guy to do i think but uh but i loved kids i loved babies and and uh so i i took care of a a couple little kids one, once in a while not like a full time but but when their families would go out to dinner or something I would I would take care of the kiddos and and it was a lot of fun uh, to do that I just love kids would volunteer at vacation Bible school to do the nursery part and uh, and I would get roped into doing the older kids as well but I loved I love the the young kids for sure well I think Dave that's one of the things that people really connect to in your ministry is that you and the guys you you break the mold you don't stay in that that clean neat little picture of what sure. rock stars are supposed to to be how they're supposed to work and and you've said before in interviews that you really like to minister to those kids who would have gotten picked last right. for kickball. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's who we were. You know, uh, I got picked maybe second to last most of the time, but like it was, it was hard regardless. No matter where you were picked, uh, to be middle school is just a hard, hard part of life, and and elementary school and growing up, and and I think that that's our ministry is for for the outcasts and and come to find out almost every single person I've ever met has been an outcast of some form and another. Even when you feel like you look at the this family and it looks like everything's going well, sometimes on the insides things are about to break or or, or just really really scary. And and you know with with parenthood you shine a, a magnifying glass on all that. And that's why I'm so grateful. I, I, I honestly I I give all the credit, first of all, to Christ, but then, but then to my wife Harmony, because man, she is my superhero, and without her open communication and, and just putting things out there, we could really, really get frustrated with each other through these times. And we we do at times, uh, but but we also mm-hmm. realize we're a team, and and so we we talk it out uh, when things are bothering us, and and. Um, most of the time, you know, the joy on our little boy's face just brings it all back home. But, but man, having Christ at the center and, and having each other, uh, I can't, I can't fat, thinking of single mothers, first of all, much props to them because anyone that's going through raising a kid by themselves is, is, is absolutely a champion. And, and so many props to them, but I'm so grateful uh, that my wife is here and so grateful for her love, support and of our boy, as well as me. <laughs> she takes care of two kids, you know? <laughs> that is so important. And I think it's so beautiful that you can recognize that and never take for granted the help that you have and and the partner that you have in Harmony. I love that. Now, you grew up babysitting. You grew up around kids. Did you always want to be a dad? Always. I don't think, I can't think of a time when I didn't. Uh, I, I literally, even when I was a kid, I loved kids, you know, <laughs> it's like, it didn't, it didn't matter. Uh, I, I still, you know, I'm a huge fan of going to Disney World. There was times like, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't dating anyone. I didn't have anybody, but I just go to Disney World by myself because I'm that guy. And, and it would, maybe it like, sounds a little creepy on the outside, but like, I would <laughs> watch, I would watch people and be like, oh man, that kid's having so much fun. Like, and it wasn't creepy to you. I was just like, man, your, your kid is making my day because they are so excited to go ride Splash Mountain or they're getting ready for Space Mountain. It's going to be an adventure. I love, I just, yeah, always, always, always. So what does that, that journey look like for you guys? How long have you been married? Sure. I, I just would love to hear your story. Yeah, I, I got married uh, when uh, it was, I think I was 34 when I met my wife and uh, it was really special backstage at a concert and, and we we met and, uh, and uh, I just was 
so smitten and, and we got engaged uh, later that same year. So we met in January, we got engaged in September of 2016 and then got married in 2017. Uh, and so we've been married for for three years now and, and uh, it's been an awesome journey. And, and uh, we knew, you know, my wife's 29 and, and, and she knew, Hey, I would love to have kids. And, and the, the older you get, the, the harder it becomes. And, and so we, we've tried and, you know, to be, to be brutally honest, we, we had a miscarriage uh, before our son and uh, mm. it was really tough. Uh, you know, we, we, we didn't go into marriage trying right away. Uh, but, but when we started to, um, we realized it's not as easy as people, think <laughs> to to have a child and and more than anything we have friends that are going through IVF and uh, uh, th- things of that nature that are they're just desperate to have a child and so when we were pregnant and, and then had this miscarriage we felt a little bit of that pain and, and a, a lot of that pain to be honest and it was it was a hard time it, it was especially hard for my wife uh, I think she was only uh, we were only about 10, 10 weeks along so it wasn't uh, it wasn't a very uh, long, long time to wait, um, but to have a miscarriage at any point is is brutal. And uh, but now we look back and realize that if that hadn't happened, we wouldn't have our son right now. Because just six months later, we were able to conceive and and uh, and this time uh, to watch you know watch our little William. His name is William James, and watch him grow. And and uh, we wouldn't have traded that that experience for the world. So about about two and a half. Two years into our marriage, we uh, we have uh, you know got got pregnant, and it's it's uh, man, that was a journey. Nine months of uh, of just just excitement and fear and doubt, and then joy all at the same time. And uh, what a, what a ride! Yeah, I was just gonna say, parenthood takes you for a ride for sure. And you know what, Dave? What a beautiful perspective because there are yeah. so many people, and I'm sure listening right now that have had that experience. Sure, and they and they understand the fear that goes into them. Yep trying again and all of that. But that perspective of if that hadn't happened, we wouldn't have our son. Like the son right. we have today would be, right. I, I think that's that's a wonderful perspective. You know, even with that, my, my mother um, had a miscarriage between my brother and I. And and uh, I remember her coming coming to me and telling me about it. And I, you know, I was only three years old, uh, maybe three and a half. And, and, uh, and I remember looking at her and, and, and saying, so is our, you know, is, is my, you know, my, my little brother in heaven. And she said, yes. And I said, well, that's good because now Jesus can, can take care of him. Jesus can be rocking him. And I, it was like, my mom's heart broke all over again. But, but I think that that, that sentiment, that idea that, that, you know, uh, you know, my grandparents are rocking, rocking our miscarried child and, and that, that they're up there and we're going to meet them one day. I, I believe that in my heart of hearts and, and my wife does too. And I thank I thank her for her perspective because without her general optimism and, and love, even through the hard times, um, she finds the, she finds the joy of the Lord in, in so many things. And that is so important because that is something I think that as believers, we have that yeah. is unique. We have the ability to look at a, a terrible situation like yeah. that yeah. and find the peace and find the hope while we were pregnant. Well, we still are. We're actually expecting twins here Congrats. in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, my sister was was on this journey and I shared this on another podcast, but um, she lost her son at about oh. 22 weeks. Oh my goodness. And um, so, so we had a little memorial for him on Father's Day when he was due to be born. And one of the things that I shared was from Second Samuel where David lost his right. son and how 
he fought and he prayed and he fasted and he wanted the Lord to heal his son. But when he didn't, he cleaned himself up and he went about his day. And people are like, what, how, how can you be okay right. right now? Your son is dead. And he goes, well, he won't return to me, but one day I will go to him. Right. And, and we have that hope that is unique. Right. And so thank you for, for sharing that. I think there are so many people, unfortunately, who can relate to that experience. Sure, sure. So then what was it like when you found out that your your wife was <laughs> pregnant again and you know you're you're gonna expect well you didn't know it was a little boy at first. Right. But you have another chance. What I, was that I like think, for you? I think there was trepidation at first, to be honest, just because we wanna, you know, we wanna make sure that this goes well this time. That that, you know, and it was nothing that my wife did to have the miscarriage, nothing at all. Nothing. Uh and so you're you're a little wor- extra worried. Uh, but then, you know, as as the as things progress and you hear the heartbeat and you you, you this once the sonogram, uh we we it was January 2nd, it was the day after New Year's that we went in for the sonogram. That was a very special day. We had just gotten through the holidays. Our families uh, are so on the edge of excitement. They're like, what is it going to be, is boy or girl? And I was like, we'll know on, on January 2nd. We'll find out. It was really kind of starting off. Who knew that, that 2020 would be the way it is uh, with all the things going on, all the fears. <laughs> and and for us, it started with such a joyful thing and uh, to go in to see his little profile, his little nose, his cute button nose, which he now has like <laughs> coming out of the womb. He still has this cute little button nose and, and, uh, and to know that it was a boy was just, just surreal. Um, you know, and, and I think, you know, that first sonogram, because we had had a miscarriage, we got one before and he kind of looked like a, a boy in a tadpole at the same, he had still had his tail, you know, and, and when he was, <laughs> I think we got that early, early sonogram to make sure he was all right. And that was really special to see the little heartbeat, but there was just something incredibly, um, moving and, and and just you, you you saw God's creation when you looked at that that sonogram where you just could see Him and it was like I don't know what He's going to look like exactly but I know His profile now and I hear His heartbeat and I uh, you know I just I just have this deep desire to meet Him to 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 talk to Him and and uh, and 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 all these things and then I realized you can do that even when they're in the womb playing music for Him and and singing to Him and 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 reading. Uh, I think it was a really important thing that we started to do. Uh, you know, around 25 weeks, we started doing all those, those things. And it was just, yeah, it was, exp- we just went in straight into parent mode right away. So it was really exciting. Did you end up reading a lot of books or taking classes? Like, how did you prepare? Yeah, we took some classes. We took, you know, I, I'm, I'm on the road a lot with the band and, and we were on the road a lot uh, when, when things were going. And, and we decided with the downtime that we had in January, let's jump right into natural birth classes and and uh you know it was it was four classes spread out over uh you know two every two weeks we would have a class that was like I think it was maybe three hours long each time. And so it was some serious, you know, pouring time and going to class. And, and uh, man, we ended up, it became like a little community of the people that were there. And we got to hear about babies that were born and, and, and then, uh, you know, from, from those people. But, uh, but it was great, man. This, there were, there's this free, it's a free thing that, that one of the, the hospitals here in Nashville does. And what a blessing that, that, that that's available uh, to folks. Uh, you know, and then, of course, we were reading every book we could get our hands on. On, what to expect when you're expecting and this yep. and that, you know, dude, you're going to be a dad, you know, whatever it was, uh, you know, I, people sent me those books and I'd, I'd go to town and, and, uh, and we were really preparing for that natural birth. And then lo and behold, um, 
our baby was breached. So he was right side up instead of upside down where, where he should be. And, and, and all that kind of went out of the window, but it was okay. I think we're, we're now prepared. We're still, you know, for that, that natural birth the next time. But, uh, but we, we spent a lot of time, you know, your baby's the size of a, of a avocado today. And that was exciting. You know, <laughs> uh, I think we overfilled our brains and, uh, and we, we, and we also overfilled, you know, our hearts too. We were making sure we were praying every night and, and doing those things. So we tried to, tried to fill ourselves up as much as we could for for the great adventure. I love that. I love hearing from first-time parents because, I mean, I was a first-time parent at one point too. Yeah. And it's it's that journey. Now, as you were going through that, especially because we pursued natural childbirth as well, Yeah. was there anything that just in the research side of things, before he ever even came, that surprised you? You're like, that's a thing? I oh, had no idea. Man, a hundred a hundred things. Uh, you know, just first of all, yeah, again, my wife is my hero. To know that she was willing to go drug-free, you know, through all of this and and have the baby, you know, naturally, like that's it not it seemed like it hurt but more than anything it seemed like uh, a great emotional undertaking i don't think i knew the emotional weight before i read you know these books and and then you know to talk to her about it it was great a great conversation uh going on between us but on top of that I think the thing that that scared me the most. I was so happy with our classes. Uh, three three of the four sessions, like I was like, okay, we can do this. I'm gonna be her. I'm gonna be her teammate over here or birth coach. I'll, whatever she needs me to be, I'm gonna be by her side, getting her through this as much as I can. Um, and then the fourth. The fourth class, they talked about the baby being born. I was like, oh, we can get through that. Then they said breastfeeding. And, and that's what, you know, my wife has chosen to do that. To, you know, and, and that it sounded so scary. Uh, it's because it's 100%, a 24-hour job. The baby is only sleeping one hour and then waking up or maybe two hours. Don't let them sleep eight hours, which, oh, what, what are you talking I need eight hours of sleep. And my wife's like, oh, I'll wake up with them. And, and you, you know, it, it, that is... I don't think that a husband realizes the, especially if you're if you're breastfeeding your child, what an incredibly hard beginning, what an incredibly hard um, uh, marathon that breastfeeding is, like to to get things going. And I am more proud of my wife than anything at the way that she's not given up and and continued to. Uh, to be there every day uh, for the last two months, uh, and I know beyond uh, for for our son in in that way, uh, it is absolutely a challenge and uh, one that I'm I just am glowing when I when I think of my wife and and the way that she's uh, tackled tackled it. And now my son is huge; he's like 75th percentile in weight and height. Uh, he likes to eat uh, like his pops, and he uh, and and just is is so happy, you know. You know, I think on behalf of every woman listening, I just yeah. want to give you a big hug because. Yeah. Thank you for your oh your, your support and just hearing that in your voice. That was one of the hardest parts for my husband too, was because yeah. he wanted to help. Yep, exactly. But in the especially in the beginning, it's like those late night feedings. Yeah, he the baby would wake up and he's like, "Okay, hon, you sleep, you sleep. I'll go." And I'm like, "What are you gonna do?" <laughs> like, yeah. how are you gonna help? They're, like, Thank they're you. mad because they're mad because they're they're hungry. My wife would pump some nights, and and I would be able to to give a bottle. You know, I would stay up till four a.m. with him, but but that that wasn't every night. And so I know ninety percent of the time she. Would was on duty and I was I was the 10% like you know you play a baseball game and I come in in the last inning uh and and you know and then then I be- 
become the hero to her. And it's like, yeah, I saved the game. But no, no, (laughs) six days out of seven, she's the one, you know, doing the hard, heavy lifting. And once in a while, when I, when I can, I step in and, and, and give her one night of peace, you know? Yeah. Well, those nights are precious. I remember I, I was never able to actually sleep when my husband was in there because I could hear my baby and so my body wouldn't shut off. Right. But I would just sit there and I would watch the monitor and I'd watch them together. And those moments where, where you step in, I mean, that is so special to your wife. And I know that. And so thank you so much for your advocacy for, for this whole journey. Absolutely. Now, how, how has it been? So like, I know you've had some late nights, it sounds like. Yeah. But William is here. He's healthy. He's adorable. And yeah. I'm usually very biased <laughs> for my own children, but sure. you have a cute son. <laughs> he is, he's got such big, beautiful eyes. And, and uh, it's been amazing. It, like it really has. He, he loves his bath. I think that's my favorite time is, is he just, he's like his dad in so many ways. And I love a hot tub. You get in there, you're feeling good. You're just like, yeah. And, and William last night I started uh, you know, started cleaning under his chin, you know, he gets the dribble down his chin. Uh, and so I was clean and he started laughing, like tickling his, you know, tickling his little neck. And like, I was like, this is the, you know, this is dad life, man. This is one of my favorite things. And so, uh, yeah, we just, we, we've been having such an incredible time. My folks have come down last weekend and spent, spent the weekend and they just gushed my brother. That's what I I was also cool. My brother's a big dude. He's got a big beard and William had never really seen a bearded person live before. And Daniel was making all these weird sounds and William was just cracking up. And like to uh, my brother and wife, and his wife are expecting. And I was just like, this is a preview of the incredible father my brother's going to be. And it was so cool just to, he's so excited about William and, and I'm so excited for him. And, and, uh, what a, what a blessing, man. We, yeah, I think in the midst of COVID in the midst of, uh, you know, the, this injustice and all this, these things happening, there is this huge beacon of joy and light in my family's life because of, of this beautiful baby boy, because of our little William. How has COVID made things different though than maybe sure. what you had pictured oh, going man. into everything? I, that might be the other the other side of the coin is because of it. Uh, I'm blessed to be home a lot more because we're doing virtual tours. We're, we're we're playing shows here in town, and I get to come home and be with my wife and son, which is very special instead of being on the road. Uh, but uh, the other side is is when I start to think about you know this is the time before before my baby's crawling uh, he loves to be snuggled and held once they're crawling and toddling they don't want to be held that much and 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 so this is the time for my friends to come and see him and hold him and and get to know him and and laugh with him and and we can't you know, we, we don't feel comfortable doing any of that because we don't, we just don't know. And that that we would be so downtrodden if somehow he, you know, he got this virus. And, and so we've been very, very careful, like with our families, they have, you know, they, they've told us everything they've done and, and how they've quarantined and, and then they've come down her folks and my folks. And, but we literally outside of that, our friends have kind of seen him at the doorway. They've dropped off meals uh, or come over and, and literally just said hi and haven't been able to hold him and love him. Uh, you know, how I love, you know, I'm a hugger and I love kids. I would love for my friends to come over and get to even just hold them for a little bit. And, and I think that the day is coming when that's going to happen, but but it's just so hard to think that we even have to think about that, uh, about a friend holding our baby and and the ramifications. And and uh, so in all of it, it there is this deep, uh, there's a bit of sorrow in the midst of amidst of it because it's just the the world we're living in. Yeah, and it's it's surreal, and yeah. I think it's lasting a lot longer than any of us 
expected. Absolutely. You know, we're, we're about to go into that season now where you know, we're going to have our twins here in the next, at the time of recording in the next two to six weeks, there's like a little bit of a window there. Gotcha. And we don't know what that's going to look like. You know, if the kids have to stay in NICU, no one's going to be able to visit them until right. they're out. And, and it's just, it's a very different world right now. Yeah. I think that, you know, in my brain, when, when, when my son was born, my family would have been at the hospital in the waiting room. And then right. I would have ushered them in and said, here is your grandbaby. And and we had to do that over Zoom. We had to, their first meeting was by, you know, was, it was a FaceTime phone call. And, and that, that kind of hurt a little bit, but they were so happy. Uh, and then they came down a couple days later. So that was nice. But, but just that, 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 that thing your brain thinks, you know, if you think this is the way it's going to be. And then because of the world where, you know, the state of the world, it wasn't that way. We, I think it might've been a blessing because my, my wife is getting prodded left and right inside of a, the, the recovery room. She had a C-section. So she was all, they were coming in and checking her. And I was like, man, if, if people did come visit in the hospital, uh, this really would be hard. <laughs> and, and, uh, and so I was kind of, a. a in the back of my brain, a little bit grateful, uh, but but at the same time, to to not even have that option of my folks being there uh, was was really really tough. Uh, you know, just for the even just the the I don't know the Norman Rockwell perfect you know birth of it. <laughs> you know, like you just that's what yeah. just what you picture. You know, yeah. That we have all these expectations. Right. We're going to have a baby, and right. and like you said, you and your wife, you're hoping for a natural birth and. Yep. I went into my first pregnancy with a six-page birth plan and none yep. of it happened. And it's yep. just, you, you got to be, you got to be flexible. Flexibility, and so yep. what are some things that you would say, okay, so you did, you did all the research, you took the classes, you, um, you said you were surprised by how hard the, the breastfeeding was going to be, but sure. is there anything else that like, really no one warned you about this? You're like, why is no one talking about this part of it? Because this has been hard. You know, I think having a wife that, that is so on it and so prepared, uh, you know, really, really helped. Um, but, but and the one thing that people did warn me about constantly was, was the lack of sleep. And they're like, you need to sleep now, blah, blah, blah. And they'd laugh. Uh, and I think that that, you know, even though it was the most warned, uh, it is also the most valid is, is the fact that, you know, you just, you just, you don't sleep. Uh, and, and I'm a, I'm a man that loves sleep, but, uh, I, you know, to go out and sing and, and perform, you, you need to have proper sleep for your voice and all these things. And so, uh, uh, but, but it, there's something that God gives you almost this like little, uh, I don't packet of energy, I guess. Uh, so that when I, on days that I had do have these virtual shows and I've been up, you know, re- really late, God says, you know what, just trust me. And, and so I think more than anything, uh, and he gives me that extra energy to be able to do what I need to do, even when I've gotten two or three hours of sleep with our little man. But, uh, uh, I, I think that, uh, I can't think of anything people didn't warn me about because we were, you know, we had a lot of people pouring into us and giving us advice. Um, but yeah, I do. I do second the fact that you need to you need to get as much rest as you can uh, prehand, but but also spend time together, uh, you and your you and your beloved uh, before the baby comes. And I think that that would have been something that I might not have ever caught had COVID not happened. Is I was mm. supposed to be on the road for two. For, I just come back for a month, a month on the road straight, which is too long. First of all, we're not going to do that a month straight again. Uh, but but I just come back, and I was supposed to hit the road two weeks later for another two weeks, and that would have brought me right up to the to the you know the week before the due date. And so I think it was really special to have to shut it down and have the month 
the month before you know William came just together. It was, it was my birthday. It was our anniversary. Uh, we went out and flew kites because we couldn't go out to eat or anything like that. Uh, but I think that that, that's, that would be my advice is, is spend time just the two of you, because it's, it's never going to be that way again. Um, you know, you're, even when you're not with your son, you're thinking about him. And, and even when you're just together, the two of you, you're probably going to talk about him. Uh, and, and that's okay. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, it's just a different, it's absolutely different part of life. And so enjoy, uh, the last bit, uh, while you can. And, and, and then when, when it's over, uh, and just enjoy what comes next. Thank you so much, Dave, yeah, for sharing no that. No problem. Now, as as quarantine does, you know, hopefully start to lift here in the near yeah. future and things start to get back to quote unquote normal, um, what is that going to look like for Sidewalk Profits? What is that going to look like sure. for you? How might it look different now than it did before? You know, I, I think, you know, all the, all the bandmates of mine, our drummers having a baby and, and, uh, and all these things, our sound guys having a baby, all these things, it's kind of that season for us. Um, so I, I, I know that my buddy Ben, who's our, our manager, we've, we talked about it and he's like, I just, and he's so great. He's like, I want, I want to make sure that, that, you know, you don't regret anything. And, and, uh, but also, you know, kind of want the band to still happen. And I was like, absolutely. I want, my wife knew when, when she married me, uh, that this was our ministry, this was our calling. And so I think even now having a son, uh, I think that, just finding the balance. We we're good friends with the Big Daddy Weave guys, and they have a system where they're they're on for twelve straight days, and then they're off for twelve straight days. And when I say off, I mean off, like you know, not not going over here to do this thing real quick or that. And I think that that's been that's always been the hardest part. Is like when we're off for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or whatever it is before we hit the road. A lot of times I'm I'm maybe shoot over to the label or I'll songwrite because we're off or I'll I'll do an interview or this and that and the other but but to be off and to really be off and spend time with kids I think that that's that's just the the important part is to to shut it down and be the the family man to go home and be the dad and uh you know I think that that's that's what we've talked about and and uh, finding that balance. Um, I think we'll take some time and, and, you know, effort, but, uh, but at the same time, I think that it's, it's so vital and so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the juggle is real, man. Yep, <laughs> the juggle. That's a great, to... <laughs> that's true. It's, it's always something that we feel that pressure as parents to, to find that elusive balance. And so I love that you guys are thinking about that now. Too many people in ministry think about it way too late into the game. And it's more of a, from a position of regret. So I hear your excitement. I hear your passion. I hear all of that. And it is so beautiful. As he grows, what is something you really want to make sure he knows and he values as a man? Um, you know, I think it's, you know, that the Beatles are awesome. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, <laughs> go Cubs, I, right? Yeah, I go, oh my Cubs gosh. Fan. If if he becomes a Cardinals fan, I don't know. I might just, you know, make him sleep outside or something, you know. But uh, uh, no, I, I think that honestly, uh, hands down, the, it's what my mom taught me when I was four years old. It led me to write our song, You Love Me Anyway. Uh, when I was thinking about how much Jesus loved me, I thought about a moment where my mom uh, was talking to me in the balcony of church. I would think I was four, maybe five. And I got baptized the day after or the the Sunday after, because mom said something that blew my four-year-old mind. She said, David, I love you so much, but Jesus loves you even more than that, even more than your own mom. And I thought, man, if, if there was someone out there 
even as a four-year-old, I thought, if there's somebody out there that could love me more than my own mom, uh, then that is who I want to be by, by my side all the time. And so I got baptized at age five. And I don't know that, you know, the depth of it and what it all meant. I think as a five-year-old, I might have understood it better than I do now. But, but the idea... <laughs> you know, uh, growing up, things got hard and my, my folks divorced. I had a broken engagement, all these things. Uh, but through it all, I knew that, that even, even though I was going through this, even though it felt like the world fell apart, that, that Jesus loved me even more. And that's what I hope to give William is the fact that his dad and mom, we are going to, it's just crazy how much love you have for two two months, it's just been two months, uh, but the depth of love has has grown far deeper than uh, than two months ago, and and to know that that Jesus loves him even more than that that's that's what I want to instill in him that that there's somebody out there that even when dad is on the road, even when mom is 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 not in the same room, even when we're not there, that 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 there's a father, there's a love that goes deeper than he'll ever know. That's the m- number one, and then number two. Uh, go Cubs, you know, that's number two. So, but yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's that's a close the truth. second. Clo- yeah. Yeah. Close second. <laughs> well, I think that's a message that we all need to hear. I mean, the Cubs part for sure, but yeah, you know, the, Cubs part. the uh, <laughs> I, I think that's something that we struggle with our whole lives. And yeah. so I'm excited to know that there is a little human in this world whose yeah. parents are going to be pouring that truth into him that can then pour that truth into the world. Sure. So Thank you, Dave, for all you do for your ministry to to all of us, and yeah. and congratulations for this this little miracle. And we can't wait to see what comes next for you guys. Thank you. I'm so excited to see you know what he grows up into, what music he likes that he can share with his dad, and and you know I got plenty of records right here that I'm waiting to play for him, but and and playing for him, but but yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And and summer, just God bless you and your your twins coming. That sounds like a whole nother conversation for another day. Uh, but, uh, man, that's, uh, well, many, many prayers. Um, hey, remember to get good rest right now. Uh, no, yes. Because no, you're never going to sleep again. You never are. You never are. That's, it's so true. But, but God, that's the thing. God is going to give you the energy, the strength, and the exact, the exact story he wants you to have. And, and we're going to, yes. you're going to roll with those punches. You know, the flexibility is so key, but, but thank you for having me and God bless you and your family. Thank you for doing this, uh, you know, so close to, uh, to the end of, of a great journey and the beginning <laughs> of another. Well, there is so much that new parents can learn from older parents. The younger generation can learn from the older generation. I maintain that there is such beautiful lessons that we can glean from those who are embarking on this journey for the first time, reminding us that this is exciting, that this is an adventure. And so I hope you enjoyed Dave sharing. I hope you heard the excitement in his voice. And I do hope you keep his family in your prayers. If you would love to connect with a community of people who are on this journey too, If you want to embark with fellow travelers, connect, you can do so by joining us on Facebook. Just search for, no, seriously, how do I do this? At facebook.com. And if you wanna reach out personally, you can always do that as well by shooting me an email to summer at seriouslyhow.com. Until next time, remember, you are loved and you are not alone. Mm